It, well, it's funny. I'm, I think it's the opposite. I think that it was way harder in Washington than it is now because our kids both go to school full time, like they're out of the house. So we have, you know, a solid six hours where really we could be completely independent from each other. See, this is why we probably have issues in this because <laughs> he thinks it's easier now and I think it's more difficult now. Yeah. Um, but that kind of goes into what, you know, our different mindsets, I think, of, you know, being in the corporate world and then being an entrepreneur. Welcome to the She Can Systemize podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Rochelle, your girlfriend with the systems plan. Just like you, I wear many hats. As a mom of two, CEO and founder of the Socialized Style Co. and reoccurring conference speaker, it is my mission to not only build my business around my life, but to help you do so as well. And how do I help you do this? Systems, of course. This podcast is here to help you infuse systems in your business and your personal life so we can ditch the overwhelm and feel in control. So it's time to pop in those AirPods, listen while you work, or relaxing with a glass of wine or my go-to, an espresso martini, and buckle up because we're about to turn chaos into confetti in your life because yes, you can systemize and I am here to help you do it. Hey guys, welcome back to She Can Systemize. I'm your host, Taryn Rochelle, and I am joined today by my husband, Taylor. I have been asked a question very often, which is, what is it like to be a female entrepreneur when your husband works a corporate job or a nine to five? A lot of times we see where both spouses are an entrepreneur and that is just not our dynamic. And I've talked about this a lot at conferences and a lot of people have had these questions. And so I really wanted to have this conversation so that we could shed light on this topic and you guys could not feel alone if that is your dynamic as well. So Taylor, welcome to She Can Systemize. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it took a little, um, you know, persuading to get him to come on the podcast. Um, He's probably sitting next to me, a ball of nerves right now. At least I can tell by his face. He looks very nervous. Um, But this is going to be so good. You guys submitted so many great questions and we cannot wait to dive into those questions. Um, I do want to start off by saying though that you need to remember everyone has a different family life. Everyone has a different dynamic. Everyone has different spouses. Everyone has different businesses. And so I don't want you guys to compare our journey with yours. I want this to be very helpful for you guys, but not have it be a comparison mode or anything like that. We are going to be as authentic and genuine as we possibly can in this episode. So you guys do not feel alone and you guys feel supported along the way. Um, So let's first dive into what we both do for our businesses. So Taylor, why don't you go first and share what you do in the corporate world? Yeah. So I'm a technical artist for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, They create Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. Uh, And technical artist is basically in between the uh, graphic designers and illustrators who are kind of more creating the art and the uh, vendor who is actually printing the, they're working on like the press. So we have to make sure that we're adjusting the art to make the, the like print vendors there. They have certain die lines and regulations that they have to follow. So we kind of live in both worlds. So pretty much all that mumbo jumbo is like, if you go to target and you see D and D stuff, the packaging and everything, he is the one creating those. So I love when we go to target or any places like that. And he'll point out, he's like, I created that. And I think that is so cool. And I can like see him doing it in his office. Um, and he has to like translate things in different languages and it's super cool and so technical. And he is also, and he's going to be embarrassed. I'm talking about this. He is crazy talented at drawing. Like, 
it's annoying how talented he is. You can be like, draw me Mickey Mouse. And he like draws a perfect Mickey Mouse. And I can barely draw a stick figure. So I am just like so proud of the journey that he's taken to get here because he has always wanted to be in this kind of role in a company like this. And he's really worked really hard to get here. And we have a dynamic in our household where he actually works fully remote. So do you kind of want to like talk about that a little bit of that side of things? Yeah. I mean, I think with a lot of people, it started during COVID actually at a previous company where I was doing more catalog work. And then, uh, I had the opportunity to work at Wizards of the Coast, which was a big deal for me because I was playing Dungeons and Dragons even when I was, you know, before my teenage years even. So it's definitely been like a dream company to work for. And I got a message saying, hey, we're interested in hiring you for this position. Uh, I jumped at it. They said that it was fully remote. I mentioned that we had already had talks about moving to Arizona, so it would have to be. And they said, Yep, we're all good. Um, So that's been a huge help in kind of the way that we've been doing things since we were so used to doing it uh, during the COVID era. Yeah. So, and what's funny is Wizards of the Coast is actually based out of Washington, which is where we are originally from. So, you know, that was a really great opportunity that he was still able to be fully remote, even though we were in the process of wanting to move to Arizona when he was starting at Wizards of the Coast. So it definitely was a blessing for our family. And again, this is where I was talking about like not to compare the dynamics because maybe your significant other goes into the office and we will be chatting about that on this episode because that was our dynamic at different points in our lives um, when he worked at his previous company. Um, And so it's just been really great that we've been able to now that we live in Arizona, we both work from home. Um, For anyone that is newer to my community, um, I'm the founder of Taryn Rochelle, um, previously known as the Social Lifestyle Co. I have recently transitioned into a personal brand and I absolutely am thriving in it. And I'm Wish I would have done this sooner. Um, I'm also the community and partnerships leader for Dubsado, um, which is a incredible CRM platform. And I do all of my work remote other than speaking and attending in real life events. So other than that, I am fully remote at home. Um, so our offices like were each other's coworkers in a sense. Like when you work from home, I'm sure a lot of you, if you came from a corporate job or, you know, something where you had other people to talk to, you kind of miss that like water cooler aspect of things when you have someone to talk to. And we're kind of that for each other, which is a blessing and a curse at the same time, um, because we have totally different businesses. So, and let's just dive into these questions because a lot of them are going to play into what we're already talking about. So, Taylor, some of these questions that came from the community, which thank you guys for submitting these. I want to do more episodes like this where I get questions specifically from you guys, because this just made it so much easier to make sure this episode was very intentional for you. Um, One of the questions that um, someone had for you, Taylor, was what were your initial thoughts of me stopping to work for a company and run my own business? So for anyone who isn't aware of my previous background. I worked in retail. Um, I was in management going up the corporate ladder. I started at Forever 21. Then I worked for Zara. And then I ended my retail career at Z Gallery. I would have probably went the corporate route if I did not have my daughter when I was 22 years old. And that just made me have to change my priorities in the best way. Um, I stayed in retail management, but just did not have that desire to go into corporate. Um, So when my mother passed away um, in May of 2018, that is when I decided to stop working for a company and start my own business because I realized how short life is and I wanted to spend time with my family. But that comes with a lot of you know, give and takes, which we will be talking about on this episode. So Taylor, when I had 
you know, talked to you about that months after my mom had passed away. Um, I think it was probably like six months or so. I took a time off from work and then um, told them I wasn't coming back. Um, what were your initial thoughts of me stopping to work for a company and run my own business? Yeah, so I was nervous a little bit, but like you were saying that you had already taken uh, a break from work just with everything that was going on. So to me, it was it was good that you were kind of getting more into like a space where you wanted to get back out there. And it's something that you had been talking about doing for so long that I was kind of excited to see how it would shake out. I knew that you could always go back to work if things didn't work out. So it seemed like it was a little less abrupt than just quitting your job and going straight and having your own business without like the securities and stuff that we needed. Cause I think we had not bought a house yet. So we were still like renting and stuff. We still had it figured out at least for the rest of that lease. And you know, it, it just, it seemed like if you were going to do it, that was the time. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was, you know, everything, you know, happens for a reason in a sense. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously I wish my mom was still here and everything like that, but you know, I decided, yes, I went through my grief and my emotions. I'm still going through them, but you know, I took that time to really realize that again, life is so short and I don't want to be continuing to do something I don't love. And what I love is being a wife and a mom. And I knew we wanted to, uh, you know, have more kids, which we at that point had only had our daughter. Um, and now we have our son and I love being a wife and a mom, but I also love having an identity outside of being a wife and a mom. And for me, the identity is being a business owner is being, you know, an industry leader for you guys is being a keynote speaker. I absolutely love that part of my life. And that wouldn't have come if I wouldn't have taken that time when my mom passed away to really reflect and think of, okay, what do I want for my life? What do I want our family to look like in five years and 10 years? And, you know, when I sat down and really thought about that, I'm like, you know, being in retail is not for me anymore. It served the purpose that it needed to serve. It put food on the table, especially when I was a single parent. Like I just loved what I did then, but I just didn't love what I was doing at that point of my life anymore. Um, so right now, like we said, we both currently work from home, but that wasn't always the case. So when Taylor used to work for his previous company, he worked in office. Um, and once we actually bought our house, um, he actually had a pretty long commute too, um, especially because our daughter's school was kind of far away. It was a whole chaotic mess. And then throw on top of that, I was also pregnant and then had our son. Um, so it was a lot going on. So how do you think like we managed like working from home with me working from home and having my business and then you going to an office? Like what were your feelings and thoughts during that like time of our lives? I think that that ties in with the timing thing that we were just talking about. Like it couldn't have been at a better time really because our daughter was just starting preschool. So she was out of the house. You were pregnant. And then, so that kind of gave you, you know, going through pregnancy and stuff is definitely hard, but it also gave you time to have the house to yourself to some degree while you're like starting out and starting to create plans and stuff for your business. Um, so Really, I think that it it did just come down to the perfect time. Uh, commuting into work and stuff like that. I mean, once we had our son, then somebody had to be home regardless. So you having your own business that was remote, like it wasn't somewhere that you had to actually go into, like open up a coffee shop or something like that, made it that much easier and that much more like realistic, really. Yeah, I definitely think so. And, you know, there are pros and cons to it for sure. Um, you know, I I think what I struggled with the most is that I I felt more alone in like, yes, the time alone was great, but the time alone was also hard too at the same time. And, you know, people always say entrepreneurship 
can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. But that was at the very beginning of my business. So I didn't have a lot of like entrepreneurial friends. Like I pretty much every single friend I had, they worked for someone, including my best friend, my husband. And so they just didn't understand the like the mental part of being an entrepreneur and how you can feel really lonely. And then also on top of that, then I was pregnant or then had a newborn and fellow moms, like, you know, when you have a newborn, and especially once your significant other goes back to work, if they even get time off is very lonely. And it's hard. I was exclusively pumping, like there was so much that was going on. We were still taking our daughter to preschool, like a lot of different logistics. And we were very, very grateful to have a lot of family around. So I think that played a lot into it. We lived in a town where we were about five minutes away from Taylor's dad, Taylor's mom, who are separated. Like we were that close to each other on, on, in the same towns to his grandparents, his aunts, uh, like friends. Like we had a lot of support of family and friends, but I did not have necessarily like that support system yet of people that were also entrepreneurs. So once I had that, it made it so much easier on me. And I just want to really encourage you if you're in a point in your business where you are feeling lonely to find that support system. Like if you don't feel like the people in your life necessarily like get it because they're not doing it, like go and find people that do get it and you can have that sense of community. So I would definitely say like, it was nice to, uh, you know, have that time of being alone. You know, I could, you know, have calls and do all that stuff, not to worry about background noise and all the logistics that go into those kinds of things. But it was also lonely at the same time for me. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think Clubhouse was a big game changer when that was really popular because it got people that had similar interests into uh, the same room, you know, even if it was virtually. Um, what would be some good ones nowadays, though, since Clubhouse's popularity kind of has gone down? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, anyone who's listened has heard that buzzword Clubhouse. Um, I joined Clubhouse pretty much right when it first like popped off and it like exploded my business. Um, it was insane. I started a club on there. It's still on there. Uh, social media struggles to strategies. Um, I think there's like 30,000 members or something like that. I'm not even on there anymore. I mean, my profile is there, but I'm not actively on there. Um, I would say like, you know, Instagram is a great place where I have found a lot of amazing people. Um, and you know, just communities, Facebook communities. Um, if you use system tools in your business, find the Facebook groups that they have. So Dubsado, for example, we have an amazing Facebook community of people that use the platform and you can get to know people. Um, there's a really great podcast, uh, Facebook group that I will make sure is linked in the show show notes for you guys. Um, but that is a really great place to find podcasts to be on. You will see some posts from me um, when I am looking for guests or if I'm wanting to be a guest on podcasts. Um, so some areas like that are great ways to find people. Um, but you have to just like get outside of your comfort zone. Um, maybe attending in real life events and going to conferences, going to retreats, like meeting people that way um, are great ways of, you know, really building that sense of community that you may be craving um, that you just don't have right now. Okay, let's go into the next question, which was a very popular question. And it's for you again, Taylor. Um, do you have any desire to be an entrepreneur yourself? Because we see a lot in the online space of both partners being entrepreneurs or one of them who is an entrepreneur then retires, you know, their partner from the corporate world and, you know, they, you know, don't work or have hobbies or help in their partner's business, um, which we see a lot of in the online space. So do you have any desire to one, be an entrepreneur or to me retire you and you work for my company? Uh, no, I don't have any desire to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was like, 
my dad, he worked for a family company that my grandpa had started. And then my stepdad, he was actually the head of a company that was on the second generation. So I was definitely around a lot of like entrepreneurs as a kid, but I just don't see myself ever doing it with the the field that I'm in. I know that there's a lot of freelancers and there's definitely opportunity to do, you know, art on your own. It's just not not a desire that I have at this time. I would see myself working for another company that's already established before I would see myself freelancing if I ever even left Wizards of the Coast, which I had zero plans on doing. So um, just not really on my mind at the moment. And then as far as me being retired, I don't, (laughs) I don't think that I'll, I have no plans on ever retiring. I think Taylor is going to be working until he's put in the grave. I hope so. Like, (laughs) I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I do. You just kind of like stand outside all day. Like, I don't know. I need something to do. And I, I like my job. I know I'm very lucky to have a job that I actually really enjoy doing every day. So I just, I retirement just doesn't sound. He literally cannot even like get these sentences out because I think the thought of retiring in his mind is like not a thought that speaking about it, And I think that is because of your family too. Like his family is very like work strong and they, a lot of them work in construction or, you know, work outside and things like that. Um, And they just have a very strong work ethic. And I think that's just like engraved in him. I mean, how old your grandpa at the time of recording this? Like, 82 82 and he's like they have to keep him from like still scaling trees like he used to like like scale trees and cut lumber down and things and they have to like keep him from doing that like he just is recovering from a broken back and would still go out and want to go mow the lawn so that is the family that taylor comes from and i think because of that that has engraved in him to again, probably work until he dies. Yeah. I think that my version of retirement would be quit art and then just go back into construction, which doesn't, I mean, it should be the opposite, but I think that would be kind of funny and fun to do. Yeah. And, and when we mean like work until he dies, like he is a very present dad and a very present spouse. So I want to make that clear too, is he's not working like 24 seven or anything like that. Like he is pretty good at clocking out when work is done. The only time that we do have some challenges, which is the next question that um, someone had submitted is when there's a time difference. So in Arizona, fun fact, if you didn't know, we don't have time change. So when all of you guys have daylight savings and have time change, we do not change our time. So because his company is based out of Washington, they will go an hour behind us or at the same time as us. So the hour behind us is great in the mornings because it gives us a little bit more flexibility flexibility of getting the kids out to school and things like that and not rushing into work. But then at night, it'll be, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock our time and dinner time, but it's only four o'clock in Washington. So he may get called for a meeting when it's dinner time. So that's a little bit of a challenge that we've had to kind of like navigate. Um, But when I say like, he'll be working, like he just always wants to be doing something. He's big on having hobbies. Right now he's picked up the guitar, which is an interesting one for me. He's probably very embarrassed. I just said that. Yeah, no. No, I'm not going to ever play for anyone ever, <laughs> Yeah, but it's more of a to me for me. Yeah. Hobby. Yeah. He has hobbies that he likes to do, which I think are, is really important for anyone is to have hobbies or something that you like to do for yourself. But when it comes to like, you know, being involved and things like that, that's not what I mean by working 24 seven or working until he dies. He just wants to be doing something and always wants to be active. Um, And that's something that I do really love about him is that he's not just going to like sit around, like he'll never sit around and do nothing um, like at any point in our life ever, Um, which is great for me and all the projects that I always want done in the house because he's he's very crafty and handy. Um, But let's go into the next question, um, which we've kind of already been talking about. But 
Um, someone had asked what are some of the challenges that we have faced in our dynamic. And again, I told you guys we were going to be as authentic and genuine during this conversation. So we are, we are really going to get into the nitty gritty of some of these challenges that we've faced. Um, the first one I would say is definitely understanding each other's schedules and work dynamics. Um, that for me has been one of the biggest things that I think that we've had to, that we've gone through um, and are still going through, um, especially since we moved and he started his job. My work's picked up a lot. There's just been a lot of scheduling and things like that. Um, what would you say like your thoughts are on on that challenge that we've had? Yeah, I it, well, it's funny. I'm. I think it's the opposite. I think that it was way harder in Washington than it is now because our kids both go to school full time. Like they're out of the house, so we have, you know, a solid six hours where really we could be completely independent from each other. See, this is why we probably have issues in this because <laughs> he thinks it's easier now, and I think it's more difficult now. Yeah. Um, but that kind of goes into what you know our different mindsets, I think, of, you know, being in the corporate world and then being an entrepreneur. Right. I mean, it's hard with meetings and stuff, right? Like that took a long time for us to figure out. And the the easiest solution is just to talk about it before it even gets there. Cause we both have a meeting at three o'clock. We don't know that each of us have one. And then we have to go with the kids. It's like, okay, what do we do? We have to figure something out. I mean, honestly, we'll get our son from preschool like an hour early, like, because if any, if one of us is going to take the hit, it's going to be him in preschool because that's, you know, kind of optional anyways. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to get crafty sometimes, which is, can be difficult and it can be challenging and then it can be a strain on both of you because then you're kind of mad at each other for the rest of the day, even though it's not their fault. Like it's not their fault. They have meetings. Right. But it's still a huge inconvenience that you have to figure out so yeah i think it happened i mean for me it was happening a lot more when covid was new and i was at home and we had the kids both of them at home because covid was going on and both of us were working that was like almost impossible because i still like even when the kids are home i don't want them like coming into my office into like meetings and stuff and acting like they have free range you know i'm very uh, kind of strict on the rules. Like you can never come in when the door is closed because I'm on a call with somebody. I don't like having, I just don't want to uh, portray that I'm not focused, even though I am remote, which I think is something that is important to think about while like remote jobs are going away for one and two, just making sure that your other people on your team have confidence that you're actually working and you're not doing other things all day. Yeah. And I want to make sure people understand what Taylor is saying, because I know that there are some of you that maybe don't have that liberty. You know, you don't have that option of your kids not coming into your office. You know, maybe you are a single parent and you're working and things like that. There, It's all circumstantial. And for us, that is, you know, where it's been a little bit easier on us because we both have each other working from home. So we're able to do those things and our kids are older. So when our kids were younger, obviously your babies, like we couldn't do that, but our daughter's eight at the time of recording this and our son is about to turn five, which is crazy. Um, and so we, you know, we can have, you know, our eight year old, you know, they'll be playing together or doing things or getting crafts out. We'll set them up with crafts so they can do something if we're both on a call, but we're definitely, we struggled was when we didn't communicate these things. So one thing that we've just recently started implementing, which I've really been enjoying. And I've noticed when we don't do it, we have issues. And so I'm realizing how helpful it actually has been is in the mornings, um, I started a new routine where I get up early in the morning and I read um, and I journal and have my coffee and I have it like my, my coffee in bed. I read and I just have some time. I don't look at my phone. I don't pull up social media. I don't look at what's going on for work. It's just a time for myself. And then as Taylor's waking up, um, we talk about our schedule. So we talk about meetings we have going on, anything that's going on with the kids. Um, maybe they have sports that day, just reminding like, hey, we have softball practice, things like that. Um, and then sometimes, you know, both of us can have things that pop up, like if we need to get on a call with someone from work randomly or things like that. But we 
try to, and we still aren't perfect at it and things slip through the cracks. Um, but we try to communicate those things. So if he gets like a last minute meeting, he's like, Hey, I just got a last minute meeting at this time. Do you have a call? If I do, then we figure it out. If not, then I got it kind of thing. Um, So I think incorporating that has really helped. What about you? Yeah, you got to talk about it. That's the only real way to try and get ahead of it because otherwise it's just going to be a surprise and you're not going to have time to deal with it. Yeah. Anytime that we have the surprises and we don't talk, it's an instant fight. Easily like instant fight. Um, I told you, I mean, we're going to be authentic about this. Like we like it will be a fight and a fight of like, I don't feel seen and heard. And he's like, well, I have a meeting. You know what I mean? Like I can't do anything about it, especially when he's in like a corporate world where he doesn't necessarily have control of a schedule. I get more control and time block and not have calls. Like I will do one podcast recording a day. Like I won't do multiple because I don't want that. I don't want that many calls, but Taylor necessarily can't control how many calls he has unless he blocks off his calendar or gets requests off. So, you know, it was us trying to be understanding of those different work dynamics of like me understanding that he's in the corporate world and doesn't necessarily have control over that. And then him also understanding that like it can affect my schedule when he's like, well, I don't have control over this, but then I already have something planned for my business. And then I have to like readjust things. Um, I think the other big one, um, which we'll dive a little bit into this, but you guys know, I don't love talking about money and it's not because I don't want to be, you know, authentic and genuine with you guys. It's the exact opposite. Um, I just think that, you know, when it comes to finances, money shouldn't be taboo, but you should also be, okay with, you know, keeping your financial situations to yourself. It's also really good to do legally um, when it comes to taxes and stuff like that. Um, So we're going to talk about it a little bit, but I just want to like preference, like we're not going to be talking numbers and all that kind of stuff, but income, the ups and downs of income as an entrepreneur versus a consistent paycheck is easily probably the biggest thing that we have struggled with. Um, because anyone that's an entrepreneur listening to this, I'm sure, you know, we got ups and downs with income, or at least at the beginning until you get that consistent cash flow. And then once you have that, you have to plan for success to keep it and not overspend, not do things. And, you know, then you're like, oh my gosh, I have a team of 10 I have to pay. And now all that money is gone. I have to get rid of my team and all these things. Like you have to be very smart about it and strategic. Um, But at the very beginning and everything like that income is just, it is not at all the same as that consistent paycheck I had in retail, especially when I was working high up in management and was getting a nice paycheck and left that to then have months where maybe you don't make any money and months where you make a lot of money and months where you make little to no money. Like it is up and down, especially at the beginning. Um, So I would definitely say that was, it is one of the biggest challenges that you can face in our situation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is very difficult and it's, It's difficult, especially if you're in a situation like you're at that point in life where you have like a mortgage and then you have two kids and one of them's in preschool and you like there's not disposable income already and the bills come every month. So you have a good month and then you have a bad month, but your good month has to cover the bad month or you're still negative and that just compounds as time keeps going. So I think that, you know, being in the corporate world, getting a paycheck every week, it's super easy to plan out all of the money that I'm making. But then, you know, you go to the other side, you start talking about finances. It's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with, I don't know. So that makes it a lot more difficult to navigate. And it took time for us to really like figure out ways to handle that like the most efficiently. But it, I mean, I, like I said, I had family that were entrepreneurs too. Like I know in the back of my head that it will never not be somewhat of a problem to some degree. I mean, even if you're making, you're doing crazy numbers, your lifestyle will probably inflate with that too, to a certain degree where there will always, it'll always be in the back of your mind. I don't see a world where it won't be in the back of mine, but it's just part of it. 
Yeah. And I think it just all goes into, again, communication and planning. So even, you know, so like what you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, like, you know, even if income goes crazy well, it's like that also means that there's probably a lot more business you're having to do, maybe a lot more like traveling I'm having to do and things like that. Is that kind of like what you were saying with that? Sure. Yeah. Or like, let's say it's really crazy and then you move. I mean, your your margins are still relatively the same unless you really want to put everything into savings to really prioritize that, which I mean, you should do. But if you're starting out or even if you're in the middle, you're probably not at that point. And that's, I mean, more realistic to probably a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many things that come into, you know, that season of life you're in, you know, like, like Taylor was saying, having to pay for preschool, you know, preschool is not free. A lot of people don't know that, um, that don't have kids. Like it's not, it is a choice to put your child in preschool as opposed to just kindergarten through graduation. Um, and so, you know, that is a expense that we have to pay every single month. Um, and there are other things like our kids are in sports. Like, yes, this is our, you know, we own our home. Um, one thing that we are very thankful for is our car is paid off. So that's an expense we don't have, but maybe you have a car payment that you have to make. Um, So there's all the things that go into it. You know, the time of recording this, like the cost of like groceries is insane with inflation. And so, you know, there's so many things that goes into it, but it all comes down to planning. It all comes down to budgeting. Taylor is a spreadsheet fanatic. um, And I love that about him. I don't like that about him at the same time. Um, but he will track everything, like every single expense, every single thing to make sure that our family is always on the right track financially. Um, and I, like I said, I am very like grateful for him for that. But then like there was times where that was like harder for me of like, not like in those times where maybe business was like lower and things like that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I know he's going to put this on the spreadsheet that things aren't good this month. Like that was hard for me mentally. Um, and that kind of goes into like the third part that I think has been a little challenging is like the mental strain of being an entrepreneur and what that can take on you. Um, because that is like a big aspect of things and ties into like the money side of it. Because, you know, when my business was starting, it was that like up and down, like I'm in a time now where things are consistent, but I don't want you guys to feel like, you know, that this has, hasn't always been our normal, like at all. Um, and so, you know, we have faced struggles and with that has been become that time of that mental strain that has happened on me as an entrepreneur and having to really make sure that I am expressing how I'm feeling to Taylor in a way that he's receptive to it. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot that goes into it. I mean, it always just kind of boils down to communication again, but it is so much harder to have those conversations compared to like, hey, what meetings do you have today? Because, you know, if if things aren't going well for like a long period of time, it's like, hey, what do we do? And then if if it is getting to the point where like you, it, it just it complicates everything, right? Cause it's very like sensitive topics to have in general about, Hey, what should we do about this? What should we do about that? Like which ways should you be going? It's like 24 seven. There'll be nights where Taryn's working and I've completely like clocked out of all my stuff. I'm done and not even thinking about it, but it'll still be, you know, work conversations to some degree. And it's just, it's just part of it. But I think that if you're trying to find ways to communicate that, really work for both of you that goes a long way like it took us a long time to figure it out it's definitely like a process because everyone kind of takes in information a little bit differently i think but it's important to just keep talking yeah and i think when any times that we had a lot of issues when it comes to like i would definitely say and i don't know if you feel the same like like this is like the best that we've been when it comes to the communication we have, because I feel like we are in 
So you guys know we've been married for how long have we been married, Taylor? Six years. Dang it. I thought he was going to get it wrong. Um, So we've been married for six years at the time of recording this. And it still has taken us some time to learn each other's communication styles. We also like grew up very differently. Again, we have different jobs. Like there's so much that goes into it. And so I think like learning each other's communication styles and how we receive information um, and how and at what time we're ready to receive information too. Like Taylor is sometimes like ready to have conversations all the time. And all of you entrepreneurs know that like sometimes our, our brains just like don't stop or we've had like a really long day of like wearing 5 million hats. Like I always like to tell Taylor, like you're the on the marketing team at your company and there's a financial team and a legal team and all this. Like I'm all of those teams. At the time of recording this, I am a one woman show. Um, I do not have an assistant or anything like that. And so I wear a lot of hats. And so there's a lot of thinking and a lot of decision making and everything. And at the end of the day, I'm so done making decisions or having conversations about certain things. And Taylor will be like, ready to go and having like all these conversations. And I'm like, I can't like conversate anymore. Like I can't like, I'll get in decision fatigue. This is exactly why I've really incorporated meal planning and making sure that we know exactly what we're having for dinner. Because once I get done with work, I do not want to have to make a decision on what we're having for dinner or what we're doing that night. Like I want to know already because I can't make decisions. And I think when we were having a lot of issues was when I wasn't communicating how I was like mentally doing throughout the day and explaining that to you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there'll be times where you just walk in the door and you know, like you were saying, you're going through all this stuff all day that I don't really know about because I'm in doing my own thing during the work hours. But then it's like, Oh, why are you so like upset? Like what? Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. It's a Wednesday. Like, why are you, I haven't even talked to you. Um, so times like that are definitely hard to navigate, but I think just being open about like how you're doing at the beginning of the conversation, not like in the middle where now we're both upset, you know, Mm -hmm. helps a lot. And then just being patient too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think on the other end of it, I mean, Oh, like on your end, you mean? Well, yeah, because it's like, I don't know. And if it happens like once, it's like, whoa, that was weird. But if it happens all the time, it's like, okay, maybe let's just, you know, I can try and, you know, bridge the gap a little bit and be like, what's going on? Like, why is this like this? Yeah. And something that we both tried to start doing is be like, if we are upset at something that doesn't have to do with each other is like, hey, like, he's like, I had a crazy meeting and I'm really frustrated about this. Like, anything that's like coming out a certain way is not about you or towards you. Um, It's something that we're working on and it isn't, you know, perfect at times. Like we still both will sometimes have things that come out the wrong way when we're just like upset about something with work. But that's one thing we're really trying to work on is explaining when it has something to do with work or something that's outside of our relationship. um, So then it doesn't affect our relationship. So now that we have talked about our challenges and how we've like overcome them and things like that, let's bring it back to some more lighthearted conversations and talk about the favorite parts of our work dynamics. And then we both have a question for each other at the end. Um, So a lot of you wanted to know, you know, the good things about this dynamic. And I think for us and for me personally, one of my favorite parts of us both working from home, um, me having my own business and him having a nine to five is I have a very flexible schedule on my end and a pretty much like other than like the meeting stuff, like pretty consistent schedule on Taylor's end. Um, And a big reason why I love this is 
like Taylor had mentioned, we are in the era of both of our kids are in school and it is glorious. We cannot wait till next year when they are both in elementary school and both go on the same bus and get home at the same time. Cause right now it's two different schedules, but we still make it work. Um, and so one thing that we love to do is go on lunch dates. Um, I always felt like we didn't date enough in our relationship, um, that we didn't like go on enough dates and things like that. And it was just like, it was too difficult sometimes with like babysitters, especially when we moved to Arizona, we don't have a lot of family here. We moved away from all of our family pretty much. And so like we had to get like an actual babysitter. And so that was like a different thing that we just weren't used to where we would before like Taylor's dad would want the kids all the time or his aunt and things like that, or his mom. And, and it was just like so different where now I'm like, Oh, we actually have to like find someone. We have to pay someone like this is different. And so when we moved here, I was like, gosh, like we don't like date, like we don't go on dates. And then I was like, we both, our home, like let's start going on lunch dates. And we do that so often now. And I'll ask him, you know, like, Hey, like, do you have stuff going on during your lunch break? Or are you going to the gym? Um, I'm like, I don't have a call and we'll go out to lunch or we'll go get something and eat at home or we'll go on a walk. And that's definitely one of my favorite parts of our work dynamic. Yeah. Having the flexible schedules on both of our sides helps out a ton. Um, I think that it is nice that we are able to kind of break away and hang out just the two of us more because I don't know when, I mean, it would be really hard and it would take a lot of planning and work to have the time that we have every day currently. Yeah. Especially because our kids are like in sports right now too. Like we have like softball games and soccer practice. I'm my daughter's softball coach. Uh, Taylor coaches our son's soccer team. And, you know, we have stuff that we have to do at night for that. And then like, let's throw in a date night. Like, yes, it's important to do that. But so we could still incorporate date nights for like, Hey, we're both home. Like, why aren't we doing this during the day? Um, and I love lunch dates. Like I, I don't know. It's like less pressure. I feel like it's more casual, you know, it's not just like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes like date nights, like, like we have one coming up on Saturday for Valentine's day at the time of recording this. Um, and it's like, you know, we're like, we're going out on a date and it's like, we have a sitter and it's just like, I don't know. It's just like a different dynamic than just like us hanging out as like each other's best friends and going to lunch. Yeah. That's funny you say that. Cause I get all nervous too. Like what if the reservation isn't saved on their end? And then we're just waiting <laughs> forever and we have the babysitter at home. Like I, yeah, it's funny. You know, <laughs> I, guess, I feel the same way. Yeah. I guess we should just like only go on lunch dates. <laughs> yeah. It's just so like, there's so much more anxiety. Like, oh, I hope it all goes well. Like you don't want to. I know. Make- why are we acting like it's like our first date? <laughs> you got to like make the most. Well, because you got to make the most of it. Like yeah. we're not doing this again, like until we, you know, plan something else with a sitter. And yeah. All that. Yeah, so. definitely. You want to go into the next favorite thing? Yeah. Uh, one of the favorite things that we have too is that we have more availability for like the kids. Like I can, I've, you know, messaged work. I'm like, Hey, it's a little light. Like I'm going to head over to my son's like, he did, they did like a Christmas song or something like that. And we went there and I got to hear it and it was like one o'clock, you know, and you wouldn't get that opportunity if you're going into the office. So you can for sure. And like ask and plan it all out, but it's not so much, like the spur of the moment or a last yeah, minute and yeah. just run right down the road and run right back. It's not like a, it's a lot easier, I think to do stuff like that. Um, and then like, you know, I dropping them off at school and like picking them up when I can and stuff like that. It's, I'm definitely around them a lot more than I would be if I had to go into the office for one and then also add a commute to it. Yeah, for sure. And we are able to be at those moments and be there together um, where I think I would like, you know, have some like hidden resentment, but it wouldn't even be Taylor's fault because, you know, he has a job. He's doing what he can to support our family. But like if I was the only one going to these events, you know, I was the only one going to our daughter's like high honor roll assembly or to, you know, our son's Christmas song, you know, things like that. Like when um, we had the other scenario where Taylor worked in office, um, my daughter was at a like a co-op preschool. And so you had to go and volunteer and volunteer 
um, I think it was like once a month or something like that. And then of course I wanted to add on like being the like party mom where I like, I helped throw like the parties <laughs> for the classroom and everything. And I was the only one that ever went to like volunteer at the school. I went once because oh. you asked me to take work off. Okay. He I went, re- he went one time. Guys. I remember. Cause I was like, I have to, you, I got to take the day off because I got to go volunteer at a preschool. Oh my which gosh. Is fun. It was fine. It was fun. <laughs> okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. So he went one time. Yeah. So, um, yes. And obviously I still harbor a little resentment here because I'm bringing it up years later and our daughter is now in third grade. Um, yeah. but, um, I definitely think that if he wasn't able to be there with me, it would be a lot different. Um, and I think we're just really grateful that we have that dynamic. Um, and I think the last thing is that we can both pursue our hobbies and lives outside of work with being able to work from home. So like Taylor is embarrassed. I mentioned like he is starting to play the guitar. Um, he likes to shoot his bow and arrow. He has a really cool bow and arrow for hunting. Um, so he likes to go do like target practice and stuff like that. Um, he loves going to the gym, Um, I love to read and go to lunch with my friends and go get my nails done. And I am loving that we are in our sports era and get to be coaches of sports teams for our kids. And I think that is just so great that we can have that time and flexibility because of our work dynamic. Um, We're going to go into our final questions for each other. And then we're going to wrap up this episode. And I hope it was really helpful for you guys that are in this same situation that we are in. So my question for Taylor and put him on the spot is if you had the choice, would you want me to work a nine to five or stay an entrepreneur? Uh, I'd want you to, to stay as an entrepreneur. Cause I think that it's, it's rare that you can get a job or a career that you're actually really passionate and happy with. And I think that the fact that you have managed to kind of create all of this, I would hate to see it all go away, right? When things are really starting to like pick up and it's so exciting. Um, yeah, I think that you are just really talented at being an entrepreneur. Um, and, and like just the way that you are able to connect with people so easily and stuff like that. I couldn't see you going back to a nine to five and being one happy about it or two really feeling like you're thriving the way that you are now. It's a good answer. I thought for sure he was going to say go back to a nine to five. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's more stable. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, it's just not what you want. And I know that. And I, I'm lucky enough to have a job that I'm really happy with. So I couldn't imagine not trying to have somebody else have that same opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What's your question for me? Um, as your time as an entrepreneur, do you have any regrets? Hmm. Um, I would say that I lacked communication in our relationship as an entrepreneur at the beginning that I feel like we don't necessarily have now. So at the beginning, I felt like I wasn't as open with my feelings and how I was actually doing mentally as an entrepreneur. Um, I struggle with a lot of anxiety. Um, I struggled with a lot of depression after I lost my mom. And obviously I was like, shortly after that, I started a business. So then just add all that on top of it, then had a baby, like all the things, um, bought a house, but they say like the most like difficult decisions you make or difficult things you do is like buy a house, have a kid and go through a death. And like, we went through all those things like in the same year. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think I just didn't communicate as well as I feel like I do now again, not perfect. We try and work on it every day. Um, but I definitely think that was, that's a big regret I have because I think we would have been where we are now earlier. Um, so that being said, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. I know this is outside of your comfort zone, but I really appreciate it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Definitely warmed up in the middle, but yeah, it was 
pretty nervous. Yeah, he was he was very nervous. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. If you have any questions or thoughts, if you are listening on Spotify, you can drop them in the Q&A box below. If you're listening to somewhere else, pop over on Instagram and say hello. I love chatting in the DMs. My Instagram is linked in the show notes. And we will see you on the next episode of She Can Systemize. Thank you, guys. 